0: Good evening, Birds Down Under fans. <laughs> Glenn, we have watched a lot of football together over the years, and I
1: think... This is... what Other than Super Bowl uh, Eagles high-scoring game, this was... Right,
0: which we didn't get to watch that together,
1: though. No, no. Well, someone of our two went overseas to watch it in person. That's a good point, but...
0: That was insane. Like certainly, I'd have to think really long and hard of games that would rank better and more entertaining than what we just watched. Oh,
1: that was amazing.
0: Yeah. So Eagles win 40-33 to 33 in Philadelphia against the Green Bay Packers. The game was back and forth the whole time. It was insanely entertaining to watch. Just so many players to unpack. Let's start with Jalen Hurts. I think uh, the guy just was so clutch tonight. He just put the ballward had to be his running was ridiculous he came close to breaking NFL record he did break an Eagles single game record for quarterback rushing but just he was on point Um, took a couple of silly sacks but I mean that's about as much a criticism as I can put there Jalen Hurts what do you got
1: I mean you took a couple of silly sacks but they weren't dangerous ones it's not like he was trying to throw the ball he was running and got sort of caught by the ankles or something on the way out so they weren't dangerous in that respect but so back to Jack. not a how many of his passes were dropped? A.J. Brown dropped one, but basically every pass he threw was caught, I think. Or, but anyway, forget about that. Running on the ground, that was – anyway, I'm flummoxed.
0: He had his best run of the season for sure, and his best run since the Saints game last year when he did that ankle breaker against the Saints where he cut across the field and like made everybody look stupid. It, I mean, he had an absolute highlight reel run early on in the game. And you'd think, oh, the Packers are going to learn pretty quick. They really didn't adjust fast enough to the point where he had 100 yards rushing, over 100 yards rushing in the first half. But you you really, we just, you know, every week we talk about him. But I think tonight he deserves special credit with Sunday Sunday Night Football. So the whole nation's watching. That game
1: was intensely entertaining. And Jalen is the reason we won. Hats off. I think there was a lot of it. He he was very good on the ground, um, but the other running backs were very good as well. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of yards gained by them. And but as soon as they came up to protect from our run, and I should say the the um, replay option. He was making some great choices. You you when you look in slow mo of the replay, you think how did he judge that one? But so run impossible to stop. They bring up people to stop the run then the pass game works. Wow. Clinic.
0: Well, and let's move over to Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders also had one of his biggest nights as a running back for the Eagles. He was sensational. And what was so rewarding to watch, I think that's the right adjective here, is in the second half, when the Eagles needed to run the clock down and just get the game over with, they just absolutely took it to the Packers. And Miles Sanders was sensational.
1: Yeah. Um, Safe hands on all of them as well that i should say talking about hands and having made fun of andrew the other week for blowing a blood vessel 9 minutes into the game i i had a swollen hand with 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 internal bleeding from too much high fiving so uh andrew i'm with you bro it was a big night of high fiving but let's be
0: honest if you're going to have a broken you know hand after a uh, a football game You earned it tonight.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I'm
0: just bringing up the stats for Miles Sanders because again, he was sensational. Let's just see what his running numbers finished up. 21 carries, 143 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, that's got to be up there with his career best. And none of them were particularly long runs. Like he didn't have like a 70 yard run that makes that pads those stats out. Um, 6.8 yards per carry. Jalen Hurts 9.2 yards per carry. Kenneth Gainwell, 4.9 yards per carry. Boston Scott, 8 yards per carry. I mean, that's called utter, complete domination on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, and so, you know, for all of our dear listeners out there, that happens because our offensive line, of which let's start with Mr. Jordan Milata, played well tonight, but the offensive line in general played extremely well. Like, Jalen did get sacked a couple times, but, you know, a couple of them were, he should have just been better at feeling the pressure. He was
1: sacked, but when he was sacked, he held onto the ball for a long time. It's not like a uh, cut two seconds in, somebody's missed their block. When he was sacked, he was he was holding onto the ball for a while. Yeah.
0: Jason Kelsey really stood out tonight. He was just a man possessed. Lane Johnson in did well. Lane Johnson. Uh, Landon Dickerson was fine. Isaac Samalu, fine. Maelotta, again, you know, no, nothing glaringly amazing or bad, but... The offensive line as a whole just took it to the Packers in the second half, and I mean, with five minutes to go in the fourth quarter, we'd run seventy plays, and you know we had that happen against us with the Commanders a couple weeks ago. See, I said Commanders. You did, yes. Um, and you know it's just impossible for a defense to maintain anything, and that's the running game just becomes impossible to stop at that stage. When you just go power running game and your offensive line plays like the Eagles, uh, you know it's tough. So
1: Fa- favorite one of my favorite plays of the night was uh, uh, Cam Jurgens, Dickinson, and my Mylersa. All on the left, just those three powerhouses pushed forward for a touchdown. And uh, just watching the three of them, how could anybody stop that?
0: Well, it's a really good point, actually. So Cam Jurgens was our second-round pick um, center out of Nebraska, and he's the ultimate heir apparent to, uh, to Jason Kelsey. And they don't play him much because he's a backup center to Jason Kelsey, who never misses games. But they did incorporate him in the goal line package, which means you put the heaviest dudes out there. And Cam Jurgens came in as a kind of an extra lineman. And man, he like he was bulldozing guys. He started on off on the left flank, and all of a sudden he's bulldozing people above center. So like, you know, just talks to the depth, talks talks to the talent that Howie Roseman's accumulated either by trade, by draft, by you know, shrewd free agency signings. It's just. It's a sight to behold right now, and we are ten and one. You know, that's, let's not leave that little factoid here, people. Like, so we're the, you know, we have the best record in the league still. Um, we have a game advantage over the Vikings, who did win this weekend. But you know, just, I mean, just such an entertaining game. Oh, I
1: mean, touchdowns like the Kez Watkins on the the right uh, post, where the per- perfect ball was thrown. That had he not been there, it would have hit the post on the the marker on the edge. There was some such entertaining, not just the run game, but entertaining passing game as well. Wow.
0: Now, I don't want to be Debbie Downer here, but the one thing I will say, oh. AJ Brown is just not himself. This is another week, another fumble from AJ. Uh, he did have a touchdown catch, and he had a couple of decent, but I feel like we've lost the deep ball to AJ out of the playbook after the Steelers game. Like, everybody remembers the Steelers game. AJ Brown went deep on them for three long touchdowns, and you're just like, this guy cannot be covered. And maybe it was Jair Alexander tonight. He's a really talented corner for um, the Packers, and, and maybe that's why we haven't seen A.J. He's playing at the top corner. I don't know, but he just doesn't look right.
1: I, I agree. I mean, Smith got way more uh, ball time than he normally gets at the expense of A.J. Brown. Um, one thing I'm always uh, pontificating over is who was injured, and yet they're not telling you because they don't want the opposition to know. And for a couple of weeks now a j Browns looked a bit uh a bit off, so is there something going on that we don 't know about
0: yeah yeah fair uh it's it's worth noting also just you know Kez and session was beautiful, Devonte Smith had some mm-hmm. great clutch grabs the receiving core, by and large played really well, and you know so let 's not be too negative here um But yeah, that A.J. Brown fumble was a bit of a killer and certainly let the Packers hang around uh, throughout that entire game. Not because of that play, but um, let's transition to the other side of the ball. I think the first guy I'd like to mention, and I think you probably want to talk about as well is Reed Blankenship. So this guy was an undrafted safety out of, I believe, Middle Tennessee State. He played there for five seasons, had a gruesome injury at one stage, has never played for the Eagles any meaningful defensive snaps until this game when, um, unfortunately, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson got hurt. Looks badly shaken up. Like, I don't know what the prognosis is going to be. Um, and actually, maybe I'll look that up while we're talking. But reblanketship Blankenship, like, thoughts.
1: Well, well while you're uh, wanting a technical timeout to look that up, can I just say Tom's call of the night. Every night I'd like to, every game I'd like to bring this out. He was with uh, Gardner-Johnson going out. Uh Tom said, What's Blankenship in there? This is terrible. We're never going to next play, interception. And not just a random bad luck interception, a well thought out um just moved his way up the field to to get a very clean interception. So uh yeah, so yeah, Tom's player of the night was saying, What's he doing there? Next ball, interception, and then from there he just went strength to strength with uh, Uh, Some of the work he was doing stupid penalty with that helmet contact, but other than that played a great game,
0: really aggressive on run defense and had a couple of really like notable big hits in the run game supporting, um, you know, TJ Edwards and him locked up with uh, a J Dillon, their giant running back a couple times and, and really made a J Dillon pay. And that guy's got the biggest legs in the NFL. Um, But you know, credit where credit's due. Reed came in, didn't look out of place. Um, I will say though. So it says here that um, Chauncey Gardner Johnson's got a rib injury. I mean, you'd have to say by looking at it we're not going to see him for a little while and you hope it's not um, season ending because he's been such a ball hawk for us but it was a weird play because when he did it was a big hit it didn't look very comfortable for anybody on the receiving end you know for uh, Christian Watson for the Packers or for Chauncey delivering it but uh really fingers crossed here that we haven't lost him for the season just the way that looked the way he was staggering off the field yeah
1: that that wasn't made up
0: no it wasn't great let's talk about the defense because i think my overarching impression of the defense during the game was not great um you know run game we got gashed badly by both aj Dillon and uh what's his face starting running back um and uh aaron jones And the passing game, we gave up a lot of big plays. You know, Christian Watson, huge touchdown reception, kept them in the game late in the game. Uh, Just over and over again, they just seemed to... You know, Aaron Rodgers, before he got hurt, so we did knock him out of the game with a rib injury ourselves. So, um, two can play at that game. But, you know, Aaron looked sharp. And we had a couple of defensive series where it's just like, why is so-and-so covering so-and-so? That's stupid design. So, you know... I didn't love the game for the defense. I didn't love the fact that Linville Joseph and Dominick Sue, you know, we had Fletcher Cox, actually Fletcher made a couple of really nice plays and that should be called that. He had that nice sack. Um, but again, like we just got dominated on the ground for too many stretches of that game, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, And I I think uh, some of the problem is uh, you you can do some good plays, but then you give up a big one and it it comes back. So time of possession, we had a lot more time of possession, I feel. And so when the Packers moved down the field, it was quick. Uh, I haven't looked at the the stats, but it just felt quick when they moved down the field.
0: Mm. Yeah, agreed. And it was interesting to see that the Eagles did get stopped in their short yardage. I'm sort of flopping around here um, between offense and defense, but just back to the offense quickly. They did get stuffed on a third and one on a fourth and one by the Packers Mm. in the first half, which is pretty shocking. They haven't been stuffed pretty much all season. Now they did get back to their, uh, hard to stop selves later on and, and really, you know, got back to making that short yardage game work, but just notable thing to call out. Um, any defensive performances that you want to talk about? I think TJ Edwards was really aggressive and strong in the running game, despite the fact that I hear I am saying we weren't good in the running game. So a lot of strong tackles by TJ. Again, it is a great running team. And we've been talking about this for a few weeks and, and the importance of why Linval Joseph and Andamu got brought on. You know, this game's been circled, the Tennessee game next week, Giants game coming up, Cowboys game, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's big running games that we're going to have to defend coming up um, and running teams. So, you know... Th- but T.J. Edwards has really played consistent football this year. They flashed up on the screen that he's the third-ranked middle linebacker of 82 uh, from a grading standpoint in the NFL right now. So a real hat tip to
1: him. Yeah, amazing. And uh, is it Wallace who came on at the end uh, to fill in? Did some good special teams work? Well, saving <laughs> saving what was a bad special teams. He was the one who saved it with a lot of hustling, and then he came on at the end as well. So, yeah, he he, he sort of stood up a little bit. But, um yeah. The problem is with a high-scoring game on both ends is it means your defense has played terribly. So we have to wear that tonight, and that's a concern going forward. Because if offense hadn't been as good, then we would have been in a lot of trouble.
0: Now, let's talk about the special teams, because they were pretty woeful. Uh, other than Jake Elliott's 54-yard field goal to get up um, at the end of the game by 10, and what else could you say was positive? Aaron Sipos had a nice punt that pinned them down 52 yards yep. uh, down the field. But if you were being really critical, the special teams' coverage units were disgraceful. And I mean, that Nixon returner had two or three significant long kick returns, which you just can't allow. And you don't even see them anymore because of the way that the NFL set the ball back. Like, you rarely even see kick returns. And certainly the Eagles aren't, aren't any good at it. But they, they really allowed a couple of big runs. And yes, Kayvon Wallace did have a nice, like, saving tackle. But like, geez, yet another breakdown in our coverage units. And it, it, it's going to come back and bite us.
1: I don't know, when was, you'd have to go back years before the last time we had a decent uh, return. Uh, we just have not had one, and yet tonight we let many go through. So that that's that's kind of amazing. Well,
0: and it scares me because um, this returner from the Cowboys who we've already seen, Turpin, that kid can fly. And, you know, when we play the Cowboys, it's going to be close, and it's going to be the special teams letting us down that will be the difference. Me and M- Melbourne Mike talked about this back when the Cowboys preview. So mm. it's one of those things that, yeah, we win, hooray, you know, but it's a Kelly's heel that is going to come back and bite us at the worst possible time. And I don't know what they can do because some of it's scheme, some of it's personnel. And, you know, I will say like N'Kobe Dean's a good example. This is, this is a guy who I'm sure is pretty, pretty unhappy playing full-time special teams these days. He's not getting on the field at all as a linebacker. I don't see a lot of effort out of him. I think this is a, a classic example of a star defender who's not used to playing special teams, probably not happy to be up there, but not seeing great effort out of him. Now we've got Reed Blankenship potentially playing a lot of meaningful snaps on defense. He'll be less effective on special teams, so it is a concern. And we, you know, we need to maybe bring up a couple of guys from the practice squad or something.
1: Yeah, reorganize the field around a bit. So, but uh, as you said on that, that podcast with uh, Melbourne Mike, you need to win two out of three. Was it Melbourne Mike? Um, yeah, two out of three, and, and we're not winning special teams. So no, we're
0: not. And we're lucky to be ten and one, and we haven't been burned by it yet. But mark our words, dear fans and listeners. Uh, this will come back to haunt us. And it's one of those things that we've got to get cleaned up. So um, just back to the defense briefly. We did have sacks from Josh Sweat. Hassan Reddick, and Fletcher Cox shared one. Fletcher Cox had one. Uh, you know, and Dom can sue some good pressure. Linval Joseph had a couple of nice run stops. So, you know, the defensive line, they got exposed at times. I, I still feel like Jonathan Gannon has got to be more aggressive in run blitzes on early downs. Because... Teams are quite obviously now saying, "Okay, we're going to run in early downs, and you're not going to stop it because you're playing a light box." What's a light box, everybody? Uh, where the Eagles have only got six defenders in the box or seven defenders, but you know, with only two linebackers in the middle, if you block up, uh, block up the line well, you know, you can get creases quite easily. And I just, I think the Eagles have got to think about being more aggressive on early downs because we just cannot allow these running teams to just tee off on us because it's it's painful to watch.
1: Yeah, and if we didn't have the the score from offense tonight, we would have uh, been this would have been a very different podcast, and it would have been the focus on the the, the gaps in defense. So yeah, I, I agree. But you're right. Let's
0: get this back to positive town. It was so so entertaining. Everybody, like, please try and watch as much of it as you can. You no, know, don't just the the highlights will not do it justice. Try and find the forty minute version if you've got access to it. Uh, Glenn, absolutely, so fun to watch with you. Yeah. You and I were just wrestling at stages now that might have been me trying to wrestle glenn if i'm honest listeners um the, the high-fiving was aggressive as you've already it said was consented wrestling consented wrestling everybody that's important you note that it was consented yep. wrestling. wrestling um next week we have the tennessee titans coming to philadelphia tennessee john we are going to have to watch that game with tennessee john we're gonna to have to get him on the show Uh, It's a big game for them. They sadly lost to the Bengals um, today. I haven't really seen what happened there, but the headline said something about the Bengals mauling Derrick Henry. So I'm curious to understand what happened there. Uh, Just a recap of the Thanksgiving games that happened on Friday last week. Unfortunately, the Cowboys did beat the Giants. So now all three wildcard teams with the main (laughs) are all NFC East teams. So Cowboys, Giants, Commanders, who also won, um, are the three top wildcard teams, which is just insane, everybody. Like, I'll say again, it's not my clever name for them. The NFC Least has been the moniker for the NFC East for a long time because it has been a pretty poor conference.
1: NFC Beast?
0: Yeah, now we're the Beast. Well, it used to be I'm the Beast of the East. It. Right. Well, you're you're picking up on names that have already been out there, but oh, I really? like it.
1: Okay, oh, sorry. I just thought I'd have to put one in. Yeah, Since... no, no.
0: It's good. It's good. And, and so just, just a reminder, we've still got to play the Cowboys again. We've got to play the Giants twice. So we've got Tennessee... Giants twice, Cowboys, Saints, and that may be it. But so some tough games. Oh, Chicago in Chicago. So some tough games. Have, we're going to have a three game road stretch, which is we've got Tennessee at home. Then I want to say Giants in New York, Chicago in Chicago, and then Dallas in Dallas. It's a pretty killer wow. stretch of away games. So, you know, this is where if the Eagles are going to secure a first home, home uh, or home field advantage and get that first round by it's going to be tough. This is a a tough out. And we saw the Vikings schedule tonight. The Vikings are the nine and two team that kind of from a schedule standpoint and from a record standpoint are a threat to our first seed. Um, They have a much easier out, in my opinion, looking at the two schedules. So notable for sure, but you know, let's not look forward to anything beyond the Titans game next week. That's a tough team. They're a very strong defensive team, a very strong running team. Um, Traylon Burke. So interestingly enough, AJ Brown got traded. Um, from the Tennessee Titans to the Eagles, the Eagles gave the Titans a first-round pick. That turned into wide receiver Traylon Burks from Arkansas, who's really started to pick up his game. He had a big game um, in defeat against the Bengals, so yeah, an interesting kind of um, subplot, if you will. But folks, man, oh man, so fun tonight. Uh, you know, so fun. We beat Tunisia a couple days ago in soccer. Eagles win. It's just uh, it's fun right now. Um, Too bad the next Australia game is two a.m. in the morning. I
1: don't know if we're watching that live. We
0: are watching it. Are we watching live?
1: No, we're not. But we're going to say we are. Um, That's right. And I'm sure uh, Tennessee John will be getting a jump on me for the podcast next week. So this will be it for me for two weeks.
0: No, not necessarily. We we could very well have a three person three person podcast. podcast. Yeah, That's that's not crazy lady in the tramp style you and me round one mic what is going to happen with three of us we can make that work I'm confident we can make that work so don't absolutely write yourself out of that show next week you very likely are going to be third man on the mic
1: I I, I look forward to it
0: right we're going to be like the beastie boys
1: (laughs) the beastie boys three (laughs)
0: MCs uh okay everybody again such a great game proud of those eagles such a great outcome glenn it was fun man that was thank you that's why we do this <laughs>
1: i'm going for hand surgery tomorrow yep. but it was yep. definitely i it.
0: uh i hope the hand surgery goes well talk to andrew he's probably got a good uh probably got a good recovery plan oh wow you really did <laughs> pop a blood vessel i would like to note though i suggested to glenn we pull back on the high fives he kept coming aggressively for high five after five so i feel like some of this is self-inflicted
1: you you don't show the the enemy well in this case tom you weakness so definitely self-inflicted but you, you just as soon as you back off you just don't play well you just got to pretend it's not there and keep going by the way just real quick what is
0: jerkfish doing right now he's like playing like jungle fish he's like hiding in the leaves pretending we can't see him or he's dead
1: no he was uh, he was out there earlier i saw him out there so, earlier cause I was so trying is he, to he's not dead no I, I think he's just sleeping okay even fishy goes do you ever turn that light off at night yeah okay. every
0: night otherwise i don't sleep
1: what am I? A That's monster? Why he's grumpy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a monster.
0: No, he goes to bed every night. I turn his light off. Trust me, I'm a good owner. His tank does look pretty feral right now. In fairness, I'd yeah. really need. Uh, well,
1: you need a snail in there. That's what you need to clean. Well, it.
0: but we know he doesn't like snails. Like, let's not on. Let's not uh, dredge up the past. It's, why don't it, it's you get hard like on all of us.
1: Five snails to like share the pain around the individual snails, rather than one of them just getting mauled. It's
0: like Darwin, just like the strong survive.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah it's something in there. Yeah. Okay. All right,
0: everybody, uh, we've just drifted off into silly towns. So let's pull this back into uh, Wintown. All right. um, Again, Tennessee John, we look forward to uh, hooking up with you next week. Uh, I dare say Andrew's going to want to watch that with us as well. So we could have the whole gang. This could be a four-person podcast. This could be absurd. A foursome. Dear Lord. All right, everybody. Peace out. Love you. Bye. Bye.